Blake does give me like a lot of support. <laughs> yeah, he's giving like, it to you right now. Like he's, he gives me like a like he's like I'm on set and he's just like you're the greatest Tarver. Like he'll just be like you're, and I'm like I yeah. appreciate it for sure. It's like Tarver, can I get you just get you over here for just one <laughs> second? Um, I just want to let you know that you are the best person to have ever done this. And fuck the haters. And you will be the best person and to ever do this. We're gonna get through yeah. this. What do you need me to do? What do you need me to do? You We're gonna to, get through this. You need me to pop it in my mouth for a second? Is that well? Well, I mean, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not. It's, but, yeah, you know. It's more I tell you about the homeless dudes repping their set. Uh. Uh-uh. There's all right. So I'm thinking about writing this, and so I don't know how to get it out. But there are these two homeless dudes. Um, what's the one with the cane? Octavius. 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 And then the other guy with like the wizard staff that has like a PVC pipe with all these clothes around it, and he just has his whole gut out. Mm. You know what I'm oh, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, I know that. Um, guy. Yeah. yeah, an older man, and he just like have his whole big old gut out every day. I see him. And the but, sun. Yeah, man. It, whoo, he's about in that heat. Yeah. But him and Octavian were just like talking. I walked out and I was pumping gas. <laughs> Chris' hair looks so funny with the <laughs> <laughs> But it fucking, um, they were just talking shit about the other gas station across the street. They're like, they don't even, they don't even have fucking gas. I don't know why they're talking, because everybody knows the more people come through here. And it was like they were having, it was just crazy to me that even when you're homeless, like even when you've, like, the society, like, the structure remains the same. Yeah. While the stakes are lowered, or some may say increased, <laughs> uh, they, uh, they, uh, it, but the, the, the realm of, of influence has gotten smaller and smaller. You still are like, this is mine. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, it's better than yours. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. what you're talking about at the gas and go. Because at the Sunoco, we get way more people through here that we can panhandle from. We have more drink selection. Yep. And we have our, our pumps always pump gas. And I'm like, these guys seriously have no amount of investment in this gas station's <laughs> success. But they are out here Reckon. ready to like go to war. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I just, hum- humanity is incredible. Like when you think about people, man, that's some beautiful shit. It's crazy what people be loyal to. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm loyal to Tarver, even though I only get ridiculed for it. These hoes ain't loyal. Oh, I was just making a little. Uh huh. And his disrespect, for he is pleading the case of the prosecution by his contempt for all that is holy. I object, I object, I object. On what grounds is it possible that something is holy to the celebrated agnostic? Yes. The individual human mind. In a child's power to master the multiplication table, there is more sanctity than in all your shouted amens and holy holies and hosannas. Welcome to Tap Snaps. I'm your host, Blake Weatherly. Join me by... All right, that's Liam Kelly. All right. And, Why? And you ain't going to let me do my shit? You ain't even going to let me pregnant pause? It was too pregnant of a... This, you th- can't pause, handle silence, Blake. Your, your pause had triplets. You can't. You just... Tri- what I need you to do is I need you to work on timing, okay? Because... Go. There's amount of there's a level of awkward, mm-hmm. and I can tell you want to interrupt me right now. Mm-hmm. There's a level of awkward that you can hit, where things go from being funny to not funny to then, really funny. then back around to really fucking funny. <laughs> so you didn't let him get there. You didn't let me get there. You yeah. stopped him at the not funny phase. Your pause was so pregnant it could have had a TV show on HGTV. I like That's, that. I like more that way more than the triplets one. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, that yeah, was the that one I wanted one. to interrupt him with because I was like, that joke just came to me. And I yeah. went, bah, 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 bah. Anyway, uh, today's special guest, Chris Casey. 
Hey. Hey, welcome back, Chris. Welcome back. Yeah. 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 Welcome our special guest. And Tarver's here too. Hey, Chris. Yeah, I guess I Hi. don't get to introduce myself. <laughs> Thanks for coming. We're changing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, at the top of the show, we invite you to follow us on social media on Facebook at TapSnaps3, on Instagram at TapSnaps Podcast, and on Twitter at TapSnaps PC. You can also check out our exclusive content at patreon.com slash TapSnaps. I think I got a rash on my lip. Look at this shit. Bro, you got a rash? Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, Damn, dude. You got some chafing. So something, something very close to me has happened. Something I've been attacked. Something a, important a, to you. Yeah, like, some, yeah. Well our, like when somebody interrupts your pregnant pause. We okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. There we are. But like like a family member was hurt? It's, it's something something akin to that. Something very close and personal to me has been attacked and irre- irre- irreversibly. They did something tainted. with uh checkers mozzarella sticks? No, <laughs> not yet. But th- if we don't stop them here did they do something at Arby's? No, with the, no. The Arby's beef and cheddar. Is, no, is Arby's Tecate is safe. out of business. Tecate is fine. Are Limeritas still being? Limeritas are still going strong. Okay. They did discontinue my favorite flavor, but I forgive them for that because I have peculiar taste. They discontinued yeah. the lemon. It's now a, a special. So much limited. sugar. It's, it's a tremendous amount of sugar. They almost was, uh, killed me. I thought it was for Arctic an adult, blueberry. Like at, after a certain, I think there's like maybe like 27, 28, you just, your sugar intake has to go way down. Yeah. Yeah. Limeritas and Reese's cups almost killed me. It was a dark time in my life. Did, mm. Don't you have diabetes? No, Tarver, thank you. <laughs> no, Tarver, I did. He was first cousin I, to it. I, I, he was hedging. <laughs> He's waiting in line for it. <laughs> I was. I'm always hobbling around. I always thought it was like a fake foot. You just had diabetes, and they took your foot, and, <laughs> and that's why you hobble. No, I hobble because my ankles are sore, and your feet are so wide that I just think they're fake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's right though. I do have some straight Hobbit feet, thirteen and a half wide. Hell yeah! They fucking they look like a meat they look club. Like, they look like a fucking prop in a movie. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> but anyway, Liam, take us into our first story. First story is from the Atlantic Post: The Boogaloo Tipping Point. Yeah, should I hit it with the Liam? Yeah, Reeves? just get into this All shit, right. Liam. Yeah, because I don't know anything from that. I don't even know what the Boogaloo tipping well, point is. Luckily, Blake has been reading the, like I'm the, the whole article. Uh, no, so. uh, dude, there's so much contained in here, but this article tried its best. To kind I don't of, know if he can read all this, bro. We're gonna get it. We're gonna do a speed round. All right, Liam reads. I am racist. I am racist. I am racist. And fuck you. There's a threshold. I'm, I'm to gonna say, clip that. Yeah. <laughs> The Boogaloo movement originally grew from the weapons discussion section K of the anonymous message board 4chan over the past several years. By 2019, its culture had disseminated across social media into a mix of online groups and chat servers where use... Uh, users shared libertarian political memes. In the past six months, this all began to manifest in real life. As users from groups emerged at protests in what became their signature uniform, Aloha shirts and combat gear. As nationwide unrest intensified at the start of the summer, many Boogaloo adherents had interpreted this as a cue to realize the group's central fantasy, armed revolt against the U.S. government. In Colorado earlier in May, then in Nevada in June, police arrested several other heavily armed and self-identified Boogaloo members, who the authorities claimed were on their way to demonstrations to incite violence. Disturbingly, the Boogaloo movement, at least... The third example of a mass of memes escaping from the 4chan are just from 4chan, not the 4chan. 
drop the the, uh, to become a real-life radical political movement, the first being the leftist libertarian hacktivist collective Anonymous, which emerged in 2008. The second was the far-right fascist group of angry young men called the Alt-Right, uh, which formed in 2015. Uh, the conspiracy QAnon might be considered a fourth, uh, but it is more than a political movement. It's a fucking spiritual movement. It's a cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the birthplace of the Boogaloo movement, 4chan's K section, is ostensibly devoted to the ownership and purchase of weapons, but in practice, it is a space where weapons discussions combine with 4chan's poli- uh, politicized male anger. The name, quote, Boogaloo Boys, is re- a reference to the critically maligned 1984 sequel Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Around 2012, <laughs> users on K began referring to the possibility of Civil War II electric boogaloo. Half-serious posts about how certain weapons might be employed in, quote, the boogaloo, evolved over time and grew more elaborate. Like many memes on 4chan, each new version was more cryptic than the last, a uh, means to express insider knowledge and in-group status. So, I guess boogaloo's canceled. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so are we going to talk about the, the guy... Yeah, the the this all got brought to light by. A, I was gonna say you had me read all that and you didn't see, didn't highlight what happened. Well, there's been several incidents of it, but he there just was wanted one you to know the history. One. I yeah. wanted to cover the history of it, but yeah, this guy. Um, what guy? Well, thank you for asking, Tarver. I can pull up his name, Steve Carillo. Carillo? Yeah, Steve Carillo. Can we let Can we let Blake pronounce it, please? Steve Carillo. There we go. Yeah. Okay. I like to have Blake pronounce. Everything from but, here on out. <laughs> but, yeah, but basically, th- a guy fucking showed up with a with a with a machine gun <laughs> and killed two federal security officers who were guarding a courthouse in Oakland. Yeah, and he was wearing uh, was he wearing the Aloha shirt of, uh, the, of the Boogaloo Boy I, faction? I, I, I not only that, like you 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 know what he had written on his car, right? Yeah, he, he wrote ate, the bug. Or yeah, book, he right? wrote the book, and he wrote, uh, what else did he write? Uh, I've seemed to have... Uh, oh, I um, I behaved irrationally or something like that. Yeah, yeah, in his own fucking blood. Yeah. Yeah. Because when he was apprehended, it took a week to find him. Yeah. Um, he went down in, like, fucking guerrilla warfare. Yeah, he was throwing, like, Molotov cocktails. Pipe bombs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, pipe bombs. Well, he's trying to start the boogaloo. A civil war. So yeah, and he killed well, another cop. Well, only some people during his apprehension. Like you, some people will call like like any type of civil unrest a boogaloo. Well, like, there's like different. There's like the guys that want like the the white the little white part of America. There's yeah, the guys the, like the white the, supremacists. The white. Well, they're like white separatists. They want to usher in like an ethno state, like yeah. akin to Israel. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's a load of shit. Then you have the the other people that think like the boogaloo means civil war. It doesn't. It, when people started using the boogaloo, it never meant the Civil War. It meant a situation in which there is rampant lawlessness and violence. That's all it meant. Or the boogaloo. sequel to Breakin. Or the sequel to Breakin. Which is the electric yeah. boogaloo. Right. Which was exactly what Blake described, a, yeah. a situation of rampant violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah rampant yeah. violence and lawlessness. Yeah. And, and then, and then like, the next question is, so <laughs> shit hits the fan. It's like, we're not, like, originally the boogaloo was, like, a fantasy island type scenario yeah where it's like all these like really repressed dudes that just have lots of fucking gun and ammo are just like when shit hits the fan are you ready to do what it takes to survive and don't get me wrong i love this fantasy i usually play it with zombies though Mm -hmm. that's my that's how i like to play it but you know if you need you know like an atomic bomb going off a food shortage a nationwide pandemic a race race a race riot a race race war war, yeah but see but at the same time so you know just because some fucking assholes used boogaloo to express to use it as synonymous with 
um, a Civil War two shouldn't take the fun out of everyone's sales. I think That's what it's it, important to understand where Blake is coming from because if you've been a listener of this podcast or if you know Blake BBW Weatherly, mm-hmm. you know that a third of our episodes episodes have Boogaloo in the title. Oh, yeah. I, love, I love the I love the word. I, it's he, so multi-purpose. He uses it every day. <laughs> so when they came for Boogaloo, it was the, the line too far. It was a bridge too far, and yeah, he drew yeah. a line and he said. You will not have this. I will die upon this the, hill. The first thing I screamed at Tarver was, they will take everything from you if you let them. <laughs> and then I proposed. I was like, okay, so this is it. You're going to take Boogaloo from me? Well, clearly I have nothing left. Clearly this is just it for me. This is my swan song. And I was like, how will I go out? And I would go out making a point, and I would make this point thusly. I would go out. I would commission some dipshit on fucking any website to make me like a weird rainbow technicolor swastika Nazi uniform. Oh. I would don this and then I would put a unicorn helmet on mm. with a swastika at the tip of the unicorn uh, horn. Oh. And then I would have like a weird rainbow unicorn patch mm. with the swastikas embedded in them. Yeah. And then I would just march anywhere. And you would try to take, and would I take would, unicorns well, and rainbows. Well, well, yeah, and they would, they, would, they would be like, they'd be like, who the fuck are you? And I'd be like, I'm the fucking unicorn boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm with the fucking unicorn boys. And I was like, don't try to take my guns. Fuck you. Fuck everyone. I'm violent. I'm here to incite violence. <laughs> and I was like, is that a camera over there? Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I have unpopular opinions and I am dressed provocatively. <laughs> See what you're saying? It made me think about like a brony that's also a neo Nazi. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. And I would just take it all. And I'd be like, okay, you want to take from me, Boogaloo? I'll take from you everything. <laughs> I will take everything. I will burn the heart out of you. See, I talked to like one of these Boogaloo guys and he was like, no, the government, man, they're getting ready to take all our guns. See, now that, now that, the libertarian shit is true. And a lot of those Boogaloo boys are diehard libertarians but when it comes to the same the thing about a libertarian that loves guns mm-hmm. is they understand the military mm-hmm. yeah, so i have a problem when you you're like a libertarian boogaloo boys like we're gonna fight the government no the fuck you're not, no, you're not. Yeah. yeah you're not bro and you if you have any understanding of the government of the military you wouldn't be out here saying we're gonna fight the military well, and it's just i i still will never understand where this myth keeps popping up that, like, we're trying to take our guns. Like, I don't get it. I feel like it's insanely popular. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's big conspiracies about it. Oh, but, I, like, oh I, I'm, I'll tell you exactly where it comes from. It comes from the gun companies themselves and their little political action groups. And yeah. All, yeah. And all their little uh, special interest groups just... Every, like, about three years, they just push it really fucking hard. Yeah. Usually leading up to an election, usually yeah. when there's some legislation, mm-hmm. yeah. but they never cover. Like, you can have a bill that has been slept on for five fucking years, but it's still tabled. It can still be brought up to vote, and they're like, they're going to be voting on Proposition 3259-AB12 of the Penal Code 4. And everyone's Which like, means that you can't get M16s at the flea market no more. <laughs> and also, everyone that's ever looked at a gun has to be fingerprinted. And they're like, ah! And yeah, and then gun sales fucking skyrocket. Yeah, All yeah. the big gun manufacturers just rate, I mean, make so much money. It, it's it's unseemly. Even from a capitalist standard, when I'm like, mm-hmm. they made way too much money. Yeah. It's unreal. And yeah, they do it. They, they rinse and repeat it every four years. Everyone gets all up in arms and they stockpile guns and ammo. Uh, 
But like this, this seems to be an ongoing thing where like there's a whole forum, uh, basically, of people who are like, not only are we scared that the government going to take our kids, but like also they're we're going to have a we're going to incite a second civil war when the government tries to take their guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but, well, and they would be right. If the government did try to confiscate everyone's guns, there would be a second civil war because that's Oh my god. It would end pretty quickly though. Yeah, it would end very quickly. But at the same time, it <sighs> would wouldn't it though? Cuz I mean, if you look at the if these riots that we've been having last, like this past month, you I think actually would... think yeah, I don't think it would be that easy. I oh, I meant Oh, I'll say like it would end quickly. If, I'm not. I'm not trying if, to if, be on the side of like. <laughs> but I am gonna say that I, I do think that if you were to try to take the guns of all Americans and they did fight you and this was a conflict with the army, it would be way harder to take your guns if you were armed than if you didn't. It would have be guns. Yeah, look it, at Waco. it would be totally. Yeah. Yeah. It would be it, like because the pockets of like people and then like it's not we're not. North Korea, like I don't believe our military is just gonna like you. You flip a switch and they're like, yeah, I'll yeah, march no, into my hometown and shoot people. Yeah, no, it I don't happen. think that it's that easy to do that. Like, but, you, but you, I mean, to control that, the military, all of that is so far removed from the reality of the situation, right. which is it would never happen. Yeah, but well, but, and like I think, but I think they're they're like so, we want to start a civil war because they don't want us to have bump stocks or they want like mental health checks beforehand. Like these are the measures where people are getting fired up. It's an easy way when you distract, when you go to that, like, because even then I just got distracted thinking about the possibility of what it would be like to, but it's a fantasy, like the possibility of fighting the military. Mass gun confiscation is a fantasy. Rather than having real conversations of gun control, which like I, I used to think I had like a real strong handle on, and I still believe I, I am for gun reform. I am for uh, tighter regulations on who gets to own guns, what it takes to get a gun. The, there are classes and tiers of firearms. And oh, like, yeah. As it goes up, it's more difficult. You have to be more well-trained. You have to pass more screenings. You have to pass more tests. And I, and I, But I do think that mental illness and psych evaluations are an aspect of all gun violence and that they sure. should be examined heavily too. Um, but that's not the conversation because we get we get like – distracted by the big fucking red waving flag of like, oh, they're trying to take guns. What about a civil war? And I'm like, that's fantasy. But and then you get pulled into the, the bullshit. Yeah. The biggest, you know? But then the biggest, you got guys like doing drive-bys and fucking government property and shit. Yeah. Well, Liam that's, pointed out the, the Liam pointed out the biggest problem where it's all it all falls back to slippery slopes where people <laughs> people have been convinced that okay, if we reform this one thing mm-hmm. This is the path that will lead to full gun confiscation. Mm. And when you think and when you think like that, there is no middle ground, there is no arbitration, there there is no reconciliation. It's all or nothing. Yeah. And all or nothing is not conducive to a proper worldview. We see this on the flip side where some fucking asshole appropriates the word boogaloo. And now everyone thinks that boogaloo in all of its forms must be this thing when it is not. And that's why that worldview is also not conducive. I, I agree completely, Blake. I think it's, it's like it always gets anybody that believes that if we had zero guns in America, that we would be fine. Doesn't account for the one guy that does have a gun. Now right. suddenly that dude is unstoppable. Or yeah. or the fucking dipshit that's three D printing little pistols out of his yeah. yeah. Or the dipshit uh, yeah. that that is is cool with the thought of reality being going to the grocery store and moms of six year olds having an AR strapped across their back well, that was, and like everybody having a gun at all times so yeah. it's never been any secret that I love guns 
Sure. Uh, but even I, after having spent some time with the AR-15, redrew some of my conclusions mm. about gun ownership. And They're uh, easy to shoot. <laughs> scary easy. Yeah. I felt like fucking John Wick <laughs> with an AR-15. I was like, I am a machine of death built mm. by God to deliver justice and righteousness. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm not in Judge Dredd. I'm yeah. just an asshole yeah. holding a really, really sophisticated killing machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, which yeah. you know, actually is good for hunting hogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah it's actually that. really effective for hunting hogs. Dude, yeah. um, the hog epidemic in America is so bad that, like, Gatlin guns are allowed. Yeah. Like, it's... it's <laughs> in at certain places... Costs. It's at not a fucking... Costs. Yeah. No, it's I'm not, not a I'm joke not, out in Texas. Yeah, it's for real. In Texas, you can it's, literally rent a helicopter, put a fucking minigun in it, go out with night vision goggles... And gun them down. And fucking smoke grenades and, like, corral... 2,000 hogs. Yeah. 100,000 hogs. Like, there is no cap on how you can fuck it. That's what, that meme comes from a real guy. 100,000 hogs. That meme comes from a real guy whose fence got run over by a bunch of, like, wild hogs. Oh, no. Like, I didn't think. And he was, like, on the internet literally asking questions like 10,000 hogs. What's the best way to effectively kill, like, 150 hogs? And then that morphed, it morphed into 10,000 What are you hogs. doing here, Blake? This is your calling. <laughs> Dude, it's Coming crazy. up with ways to kill I didn't thousands know. of hogs. I didn't know how bad it was. I knew that they could get in groups of like 50 to 100 and shit oh, like dude, that. Dude, those things are oh, fucking Oh, oh yeah. My, my, stepdad, my stepdad was telling me a story. Apparently, there's a big hog problem in Florida. And they don't talk about it a lot because they usually kill the fuck out of them. But it does happen. And he said he was out trapping in the Everglades one day because that's just what real real men do. They go out <laughs> they go out into the swamp and trap. But uh, he he said he was up the lawn. He was up in a tree <laughs> and he said he watched about five hundred of them just pass through basically like a square mile mm. and just Be terrifying. And just it, he he was like he was like I'll be honest with you if I fell out of that tree and broke my leg. He was like, they would have ate me. They would have yeah. ate you yeah. alive. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I have, I have my my wife's uncle has get, told a similar story at Christmas, like a fun Christmas story of <laughs> he lives out in the sticks in Alabama mm -hmm. and he was out going on, just like taking a look at some part of his property at night. And he always keeps a gun on him when he's yep. out because he they have hogs. But like he just had a pistol. He had a pistol and a flashlight and like 50 <clears throat> hogs start running at him. And he literally, like, the pistol is going to do nothing for him, so he just shines the flashlight in front of him, and they, like, divert around the light, and that is the only reason he's alive. Oh, yeah, my dad had, was living on a farm in Alabama, and they, were, he, they had wild dogs and hogs and shit, and he walked around with, like, a shotgun and a pistol. Yeah. Because you need it. Because it wasn't yeah. a joke. Like, because yeah. a wild pit bull ran up on him and tried to kill him. Yeah. Because Jesus. it was a wild dog, and he had to blow it. He had to kill it. Yeah. And, like, there was a pack of them, oh, and they took shit. down a deer. He saw him take down a fucking deer. Yo. Yeah. yeah. Shit's crazy out yeah, here. Yeah, shit's crazy. It's, it's in for rural, real. In the rural right. south. <laughs> Would you need a gun? You need a gun. Yeah, like, yeah That's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, There's, yeah. It's, it's, it, both sides are ridiculous. Oh, I mean, like, it, both yeah. extremes are, are ridiculous. Are ridiculous. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but the Boogaloo boys, you know, and, man, it's, and, we, and, we, and we, you know, we, do we give it to them or, 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 or is that, I, I couldn't remember the no. consensus. Because they, I just don't appreciate how they, like, they go to the BLM 
rallies, but they try to fucking preach like their ideals and well, again, like, some of those dudes do believe it. They're like, we're boogaloo boys and we're here to support the movement. And it's like we're libertarian. Are you this really is, though? Well, the thing is, I think they think that. I don't think any of them would go out in Hawaiian shirts with their guns, knowing they're directly tied to white supremacy. I don't think they would they do might that. Might if they're trolling. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, they might but, be but trolling. The, this whole thing yeah, is yeah. born of trolling. Well, but at That's best, what I'm yeah. like with the best intentions, these guys are are going out to these rallies to co-opt an, it's the, an, the, the, the cause that is yeah, being yeah. protested into their own dumb shit. The megaphone it's, that well, Black Lives Matter has. Well, they're co-opting it into their libertarian ideals. Yeah. That's the most innocent way of looking Which at it. Which is still shitty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But with, it's still shitty. With yeah. the best intentions they could possibly have, they are trying yeah. to co-opt a movement to shine a light on their own agenda. Yeah, Boog- Boogaloo Boys should have never left the fucking forums. It has no I'm place. Saying. It has no place in the real world. But we can't wow. let them take... This word. Oh. I'm fired up about this with Blake They're because, t- like, the far right and, like, I mean, they, they listed Anonymous as, like, a far left hacti- hacktivist group. Nah. But they have, well, what did they co-op? Guy Fox mask? Nobody gives a fuck. Right. Like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't allow these far right leaning, like, troll groups to just co-opt memes. Yeah. No. Because... That's number one. It makes their their recruitment method that they're using, which is trying to tap into a younger demographic, that much more effective. Yeah. And number two, it's just fucking stupid to be like, "Hey, this thing that I used to find funny, I now can no longer funny because a bunch of fucking idiots have tried to co-opt it and make it their own." Two points on that. That's it was, right. It was two things I told Tarver. I said they will take everything from them from you if you let them. And then I sec I followed that up by saying, "And they will give away everything if you let them." And it's both sides. Mm-hmm. It's both sides. They'll take everything from you if you let them, but at the same time, make no mistake, like we collectively and these these fucking attention seekers and the, you know, crazy uh 24-hour news cycle is just going to give it to them. Yeah, they'll give it to them. Where it's like where it's like a, a terrorist group called the Boogaloo Boys. And it was like, no, some dipshits that call themselves the Boogaloo Boys. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what they are. Let's call it that. <laughs> they aren't they aren't a terrorist cell organization. Yeah. If they were, we wouldn't know their names. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be out in Hawaiian shirts holding up ironic signs. You know. Like it, it's 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 trollery taken into the real world and then being re- I mean, and 4chan is famous for this. Yeah. It's absolutely famous for it. And they will take it from you. Mm-hmm. Like it, and even then some of them don't believe the shit. They just think it's funny. Mm-hmm. But they will take it. Yeah. If you yeah. give it to them, I would say take probably it. most of these people. I mean, do you remember the white power sign? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the like, okay, no, whatever. No one can use the okay hand signal anymore. Because? Because some fucking assholes thought it'd yeah. be funny to convince them it meant white power. And oh my God, did it work. If somebody tries to take hang loose from me. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll go to uh, war. Yeah. No, I'll go to war too. Shaka yeah. bra? Yeah. yeah. Shaka bra. Shaka bra. Yeah. yeah. There's no, no. way. Mm-mm. Nah. It's not going. That's a hill I'll die on. Yeah. See, there you go. Like they snuck okay out when mm-hmm. we weren't paying attention. Yeah, and then by the time we we it's, turned around, people were using it in earnest. Yeah. First, they and came. then and then it's gone. First, they straight took Pepe too. Yo, first, yeah. first, yeah. first they came for my okay symbol, and I said nothing because I don't do okay symbols. Because <laughs> they, they're gay. Then they came for my Pepe. <laughs> they're what? I'm sorry. They're what? Then they came. They're lame. Then, oh. they, <laughs> then they came for my Pepe, and I said nothing because I thought they were right. But when they came for Boogaloo, there was no one left to stand up for me. Yeah. I interrupted you. Do you want to do that again? No, 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 no. I was, no I was. And then I got like... It wasn't a good joke. Checked for my privilege. Yeah. 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 Don't worry. We'll edit that out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it stand. 
But speaking of wild and crazy shit, which is going to be my follow-up adult show to Wild and Crazy Kids. Yeah. I'm going to call it Wild and Crazy Shit. I'm not making this show. Tarver will be the yeah. chief. Also, I don't like <laughs> the I don't like the <laughs> phrasing. I don't I yeah, think the follow-up. Yeah, we to should wild we should pitch kids. it is like this is my adult follow-up to, to Wild and, and Crazy Kids. This <laughs> Wild and Crazy And with shit. that, Liam, take us into our next story. Our next story uh, is from Reddit. Uh, it is a summary of sexual and non-sexual allegations in the Super Smash Brothers community. I will take it from here. Please do. Um, so we don't have like a traditional Liam Reads. Basically what's happened is um, <clears throat> in the wake of a positive influx of callouts, and this time I'm calling it, this is a very positive influx of callouts, uh, 99% of it, the fighting game community, FGC for short, but specifically the Smash community of which you know, I've been a part of and a fan of and for a long time has found a lot of its notable members guilty of pedophilia and rape and sexual assault. And uh, a couple of these players are from Georgia. Um, Two of them in particular I knew. Uh, One of them I considered a friend and interviewed him. Uh, In fact, I interviewed both of them um, when I was shooting a documentary that now I think I should repurpose into something positive because a lot of negative has happened in Georgia Melee and Georgia Melee kind of feels like it might have lost its direction. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but it's something like, for Melee and Smash Ultimate, it's something like, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 of the top players, commentators, figureheads have been credibly accused by... Uh, victims of these crimes and we're talking the number one streamer in smash zero pedophilia soliciting a minor um damn we're talking the number one um the 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 father of modern georgia melee sleepy k the guy i interviewed he tried to tried to sleep with a minor yep credibly credibly Um, accused he's confessed a huge uh, both all all the people i'm mentioning have all confessed or have uh, not said anything, but there are screenshots and uh, receipts. Uh, receipts. Uh, so the Sin- Sinpai, a very popular female Smash streamer uh, and player, uh, she m- uh, molested uh, a underage boy who was 14 by the name of Pape, and his uh, he-, he came out with suicidal thoughts on a stream, and then he confessed what happened to him, uh, and. You know, he's just a little child. There's a preponderance of evidence for that as well. Um, some popular commentators. One huge player, Nairo, he slept with a 15-year-old boy when he was over 21. Wow. Had, you know, yeah. it's like it, it, the list goes on and on and yeah, on. It is and really, it's, it's really insane. And we'll link the list to yeah, you. It's, uh, a, it's a Reddit thread, but it's kind of compiling all the... the yeah. The tweets and, and the receipts as they come along. Ton. It's a shit yeah. time. It's and like, and it, it, it's not necessarily even being released as like a ring. It's more of just like a community. It's yeah. not a ring. It's they're different pockets. Like yeah. uh, there's the guys in New York City, D1, uh, DJ Nintendo, The Moon, um, Kitaro. They, Kitaro might not actually have been in this group, but like they would hold parties and get girls real drunk and take advantage of them. Wow. Jesus. And like these are guys. Like I met The Moon. I've met. DJ Nintendo, like, watched these guys for years, respect them as players, loved them as commentators, thought they were awesome, 
they're the people that I point to when I show how awesome the community is. And it's just, it's a lot of things. Um, but I, I wanted to, I want to talk about it because in the wake of the Black Lives Matter movement, there has been a lot of push against all things um, that are disgusting and reprehensible in our society. Because, like, as we push against systemic racism, other things are being pushed against. And we've talked about the sillier sides, but I think this is like one of those moments where a lot of good is actually coming from it. Yeah. Because a lot of these cases that they're talking about, there's not enough evidence to have in the court of law. Some of them there are. And I do hope that legal action is goes against yeah. the, the worst offenders. Right. Um, and, but it's in the gaming community, if you've ever been to a tournament, a Smash tournament in particular, you'll find that you'll have 30-year-olds late 20 year olds hanging out with young kids because when you're playing the game, age doesn't matter. Yeah. Cause you're just playing the game. You can communicate completely within the, the realm of the game. Yeah. But when the game stops and the tournaments end, there are after parties all the time. Mm-hmm. And these things, this is where I think a lot of the damage has been done and where this culture has really gone awry is you'll have young kids drinking and hanging out with these older kids. And you know, when you're young and you want to be cool, like you're hanging out with them older kids and like, it's the coolest thing in the fucking world for an older kid to say, you can come up and hang with like some top players. Yeah. yeah. Especially like, like as a young boy, that would have been amazing to me. Yeah. I, like, I'm sure it's the same with young girls that like they get invited to hang out with a pro player they admire. And they're just like the coolest They're They get all, you know, they're, they get elevated. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's it's really gross, but I mean yes. I mean it's also it's also a sign of the of, you know the times changing where it's you know it's getting to the point people are saying like maybe that's not cool. Yeah, it's not. And, I mean, uh, I remember when I play I played a game called uh, uh, Tribes, mm-hmm. and I, I remember Tribes. I got invited yeah. uh, when I was twelve or thirteen. I got mm-hmm. invited to a tournament in Texas to play with my team, and. By today's standards, what I'm about to say doesn't sound that crazy, but in 2003, 2002, 2003, when I approached my mother and I said, Mom, I'm going to go to a tournament in Texas. It's a full weekend. I'm going to be staying with nine grown men, and we're going to play games competitively and then hang out after. And she looked at me and said, No, the fuck you're not. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely not. And I'm sure at the time you were so angry. Yeah, and like, I, I couldn't understand. Yeah, What's couldn't the fucking it. problem? Like, why, I was like, my t- uh, like my plane ticket will be paid for. We, at the time, the grand prize was ten thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> which is just nothing now. But yeah. like, but back then that was a a huge amount of I money. Mean, when you're 13. Yeah, and I'm gonna go play the game I love with my team who I love. Yeah, and we're going to a big tournament. It was a, it was at like a um, stadium. They rented out a stadium in um, in Texas, yeah, and that's where the headquarters was for the game. And I was like, I'm gonna meet people that made the game. I'm like, it's gonna be fucking amazing. What what what's so wrong here? But at the same time, a 13 year old has no business in a scene like that. A 14, a 15 no. year old go to the event, maybe, but yeah, like, uh, well, that's like what I'm what I'm thinking about more with things like the Smash community and with like a lot of. As as esports become more ubiquitous and become more popular, and people are starting more and more people are starting to make their livelihoods, you know, playing video games or commentating on video games and stuff like that, um, there just aren't 
as many protections as there would mm. be in place with like other professional sports leagues. Absolutely. And that's something that I think they're going to have to reckon with yeah. as time progresses and as be, as it becomes more and more of a, you know, tr- traditional form of, of sports and and of entertainment. And, you know, that was something like in, you know, I can't speak to the Smash community, even though I know this is all over the Smash community too, but in Dota 2, there was a player named Sumail. Mm-hmm. And when he came onto the scene as one of the best players in the world, he was 16. Yeah. I think he was like 15. No, he was 15, but when he won TI, he was 16. Was he actually 16? Yeah. Okay. And so this, this, this young man jumps into one of the most competitive games in the world right become within two years becomes the number one player and one of the top grossing players in the game of all time playing for a dynasty team within the game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's 16 years old yeah and you would hear some of the other players talk about it too where they would like uh like they would be talking and sumail would walk up and they everyone would just like like put on earmuffs or would like do or like shush and yeah. be like don't talk around him he's a kid yeah yeah i mean and, you and you have to yeah, which which you know like like you want to be nice to him, but you there has to yeah, be he's boundaries. He's a child, be- right? And, and, and you still have to treat him like a child. Yeah, and you know we're like it's just video games and Smash in particular is so unique because no other time or place in your life would you find yourself hanging out with a fourteen year old. No, yeah, you know it, it just wouldn't happen naturally. No. Well, in no other time as a fourteen year old would you find yourself competitively playing at a professional level right in any other sport like the closest thing i could think of when tarver gave the example was like you know uh a junior soccer team Mm. uh goes to a game and after the game there's like a big presser and the young players are hanging out with the old players but as soon as that presser ends, yeah. they are separate Split. directions. And they have coaches yeah. there. They're yeah. team managers. Yeah. They have there's supervision. There's yeah. all sorts of infrastructure that would But if one of those people. soccer players was like, hey, kid, you want to come to the locker room and do some fucking blow and do some champagne with us? Immediately there would be somebody there. So be like, oh, 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 well, thank that. you. This has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you anyone know. like? Did anyone hear that? Did anyone record that? No? We're good? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be unseemly. But in the esports world... It's not it's that just weird. Like, it's it's more convention based. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. These sports, like even these turn, a lot of these tournaments. I mean, I've been to a couple of tournaments yeah. with Tarver when he was filming this documentary, and like, it's pro am. Like the yeah, whole thing yeah. is just one. There's no difference in structure between nope. like who gets to play who and who like what. There's no age bracket. There's no. Yeah. There's no like separation really between the people who are playing there at the top level who are actually prize contenders and people who are just there to spectate and have fun. Yeah. So and that's like it's just they're good. I think that this will likely lead to some stricter playing conditions. Well, I mean, I think it's going to make people pay the pay fucking attention because like back in the day, like you know when me and Tarver were doing nerd shit, you would you would go to a LAN party. Everyone there's your age. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone there's your age. Like. It's fine. Yeah. The only adults there are whoever's parents are hosting the event. Yeah. But here's the thing, man. Guys like us that grew up and never got a real job and were able to just play video games, they never really grew up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as a a part of them, there's still an infantilization that happens when you never have to, like, go out in the real world and, like, the real, you know, and then, like, take your lumps and and work, like, a job that you don't really like. Uh, even grow as a person like yeah there's a lot of growth that Learn happens from having consequence. The, yeah, it, yeah there's a lot of stuff that happens and when you can just stream and play video games all day and you just hang with other people that play video games all day like you don't 
and look at the target. To, yeah. and, you, you know, know another thing is look at a very unstructured existence. Yeah. Look at the target demographic of that too, which is you know most people that play video games are typically younger, and so they still yeah. relate. They still they still feel like a kid. So from the age of twenty to thirty, yeah. you have mostly interacted, played with, and talked to through your stream well, the and game, your fan base and, and your fan, fan base, base through, yeah. through yeah. all of those things combined. You for the past ten years have been actively engaging with a young audience. Yep. Yeah. And at a certain at a certain point, you have to look in the mirror, look at the wrinkles on your fucking face, and know that pull, you're, you're pull, grown. Pull a gray hair out. Yeah. And realize, oh shit, I'm way older than they are. Yeah. Yeah. And that it, has to mean something. Yeah. It, but but it feels like they they were acting as if it didn't mean anything. And and I don't want to say I don't want to deviate too far into it because like. These people are fucking predators. Yeah. That, yeah. that did this. It's not the game that did this. It's not the fact that, that people don't grow up if they play video games professionally. Like these are factors and but like they're fucking predators. But what has to change is like the ability for people to do stuff like this has to become way harder. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the community has to police itself to a certain point, but they also have to turn motherfuckers in if they see something they gotta say something yeah they can't let this bullshit slide and i think that a lot of changes have to come i think if you are under 16 i think you should be chaperoned to a tournament i think when that tournament event ends if you have a hotel room then it better be with your parents or with an adult that like is trusted you cannot be rooming with a 30 year old i don't care if it's a boy or a girl and you can't bring alcohol on the premises of these tournaments even if it's if a tournament like that's a big thing. Is like people were drinking around these kids. Yeah, like they were yeah. drinking and getting fucked up around these kids, yeah. and that's just not gonna fly. Because that's how it is in the skateboarding world. Yeah, pro yeah. skateboarding, AMS pros interact all the time. Yeah, and I mean that's most of the people that watch skateboarding are younger, anyways. Yeah, it's like that. I was exposed to tons of shit. Yeah. when I was younger, you know, it's just it's. It's part of the game, I guess. So, I mean, I guess you were probably lucky that nothing fucking happened to you. True. I mean, I smoked weed. Yeah. yeah. But, I, yeah, that Sounds was awful. I mean, there and there, and there <laughs> are even stories like, there's a story Levin had. He didn't get molested, but he got the shit slapped out of him by an older player Jeez. when he first came to America. And, like, you know, there's all sorts of, there's all bad, the manner of bad things that could happen. And, and, and really, it's just having the hindsight and someone to step in and know where to draw the lines and know when to enforce them. I, I grew up from the age of about, 14 or 15 with uh, a community here in middle Georgia, we had land parties probably three times a year and age ranges were 13 to 39. And one dude's dad showed up. He was like in his fifties and he played counter-strike with us. But if you wanted to drink, it had to be beer and in a red solo cup. And obviously if you got too lit, you had to go. Yeah. So there were rules in place. It was like, okay, it's the weekend. Everyone's traveling to this event. Obviously, have fun. You want to have a few beers while you play? Of course. Who am I to tell you not? But at the same time, have some fucking class and dignity about yourself. Don't get drunk in front of these kids that play with us. Have a good time. You know, I'm sure some of them smoked weed, but they went away from everything. Yeah, man. Just and yeah, have some fucking decorum. Just set an example, dude. Yeah. Just set an example. But I feel these. like now that there's we're in a reactionary phase, and for this kind exactly. of thing, that like yeah. not even that would be okay. Because I mean, shit was different. Yeah. Five, eight, ten years ago, when esports was first starting out, you would have these giant tournaments, and it would be at someone's house. Everyone yeah. slept in the same room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like just. If you're there, there should be some sort of chaperone program or person, like somebody who is employed by these tournaments to fucking watch out for the minors that are there. Because if you're going to like 
not just reward miners or entice like miners to play in your tournament because they're competitive at the game with money, then there need to be some sort of protections in place for them. And you certainly shouldn't have like fucking people in their mid twenties, thirties, like socializing with children. No, like not at not, the tournament. Yeah. Whatever, sure. It's, like, it's after the it's play, after the tournament. Play, but yeah, like all this stuff. And you like you read all these tweets and all these stories that people have, and it's all you know stories of we were at this hotel. We I went up to this hotel party with a bunch of these players. We were in this room. We were at this you know this house where a yeah. tournament was playing taking yeah. place. And it's like that is not an environment that's suitable after the game is being played. Like that is not an environment that's suitable for a child to be in. No, because a house of gamers after the game is done being played is it's a fucking a, frat house. It's a yeah. frat house. Yeah, and they're getting drunk as hell. Yeah, yeah they're and you just up. you just shouldn't have. I mean, like, and and as a liability thing for the people who are hosting these tournaments and for like, which is going to be huge yeah, in the future. Like, you just, I I can't imagine having children in my home. When there are a bunch of grown ass adults like getting drunk and partying, that's what I meant when I said about the the not growing up. Because like like what Liam said, if I walk into a room and there's a fourteen year old and there's a my buddies are drinking around this fourteen year old girl or something like that, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. what the fuck are y'all like? Doing? Why the fuck is there a kid here? Yeah, yeah. get this kid. Back to where they live. Yeah, this little <laughs> child needs to go the fuck home. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck... Like, and do little kid shit. An adult yeah. wasn't there to step in, and now there has to be an adult. Yeah. It can't... The kids can't govern themselves anymore. That That's just all there is to it. Yeah. It can't be loosey-goosey. I've been to some Smash events over at, like, a really cool house where, like, we were ripping bongs in the fucking kitchen and drinking beers and shit. And I mean, I left. There could have been some kids that walked in later. Like I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. And and I'm sure they were safe in that house. But like, I don't know. There's hundreds of houses like that across the country. Straight yeah. decorum and see see something, say something. Yeah. If you show up to a party and there's a fucking teenager there, say something. Just, yeah. just call out the elephant in the room. Why is there a child here? Where are their parents? Do their it's parents just, know you're here? We can't. You just Who can't drink around kids. Yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. these parties. Fucking. It's a buzzkill for me. I don't want oh, to drink shit around yeah. kids. No, uh, no. If yeah. I would, if I showed, if somebody invited me to a party and I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna have some drinks and have some fun, and then like I get out around like you know the, a bonfire or whatever, everybody's like playing circle of death and shit, and then a fourteen year old walks up, I'm gonna be like, all right, well thanks for having me. All right, guys, this has been fun. I gotta I mean, get out of here because I'm an adult. This this it was just this open atmosphere, and now it's got to change. Yeah, I mean, it's so. got to change in significant ways because pieces of shit infiltrated it. And pieces of shit made it horrible. Because, like, on its surface, like, if there's a 14-year-old playing a game off in a corner and there's a bunch of guys drinking over there, like, I can see how you could – it could muddle up. But it's just – now it looks so ugly mm-hmm. on its face and it's yeah. just gotten so disgusting that it's, like, it has to change. Yeah. It has to change. Because, like, you know, like we were talking about with the parties, that's that's one thing. But like when people are like playing video games, and then one guy goes off to drink, and another guy goes off to drink, and then it, then it, the yeah. line becomes blurred. Yeah. So the line can't be blurred anymore. Right. Like the line has to remain the line. Yeah. That like if if we're playing like if young people there playing Smash Brothers, there's no alcohol or drugs involved. There can't be any fucking hanging out, and there probably shouldn't be a kid. And that kid needs to be probably be home by nine o'clock, and they need to be checked on by their parents. There's a lot of things that have to go happen yeah. moving forward, yeah. and like. Because we just can't have this kind of nonsense. And we can't, and like, 
I hope that anybody knows going forward that if you're if you're a top player and you're one of your fans is a 14 year old or a young girl or a young boy and they're like I like you. If you use that as an opportunity to try to sleep with them or elicit naked pictures, you're a fucking pedophile piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. And I think this was always known, but th- that's what they did. That's what a lot of these top players, some of these top players did. And yeah. they fucking, like Zero, the biggest streamer in Smash, they, they just, you know, they got him, thank God, because, like, he was... A fucking predator. He had, he had, he had, his first girlfriend was underage, and he had solicited naked pictures from a minor. So, oh, wow. So, speaking of fucking predators... <laughs> <laughs> the king of predators yeah seamless transition the queen play. the queen our, uh, yeah, yeah. The our qu- next article is from the New York Post prison officials want to ensure uh, how do you say her name Ghislaine yeah I just say Blake, Ghislaine Blake, Ghislaine Blake. it's Ghislaine Ghislaine Maxwell we'll go with and uh, p- prison officials want to ensure Ghislaine Maxwell doesn't meet the same fate as Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> meet the same the same fate being choked. What to fate? Death. So the, the wait, prison wait, officials wait. are admitting to it. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What well, fate was that? They're like, oh, uh, suicide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Suicide. Yeah, suicide. Yeah. I don't want her to get sad. suicided by somebody. Wait, suicided? No, no, suicide. <laughs> they, we don't want her to, to commit suicide. They should, like, live broad stream her inner self. Yeah, put a GoPro on the bitch. Straight yeah. up. Fuck it. She doesn't have any rights. She's in prison. <laughs> damn, Blake. Fuck this shit. She just, doesn't. No, she is not on the same rule books as anyone else. Blake just fucking Special set all the of rules. Away. No, wow. she has no rights. Wow. Fuck Le- that. Liam Reed. <laughs> When I say counterculture, I'm talking about specifically about hentai. De- defund the police. Specifically what I mean about is, hentai. What I mean is you jack off to hentai. Accused Jeffrey Epstein Madam Ghislaine Maxwell was recently uh, was quietly transferred on Monday from New Hampshire to a Brooklyn federal prison where she'll await trial pending a bail hearing. All according to plan. Yeah. Maxwell, who was arrested in a multi-million dollar rural mansion last week, was moved by U.S. Marshals to the Metropolitan okay. Detention Center in Sunset Park on Monday morning, the Bureau of Prisons said in a statement. The Bureau of Prisons. The former socialite and daughter at, of British... At Bureau of Tw- Prisons. <laughs> yeah. Ministry at, of Magic. At Bureau of Prisons tweeted, <laughs> The former socialite and daughter of a British media magnate is awaiting arraignment on four counts of sex trafficking minors and two counts of perjury for allegedly acting as Epstein's fixer as, she sexually abused, as he sexually abused underage girls. Epstein was arrested for sex trafficking by the same U.S. Attorney's Office last year but committed suicide. Okay. In his lower Manhattan jail cell so before he faced trial. Well, okay. that's the official story. Uh. A law enforcement source said Monday that prison officials at the MDC in Brooklyn are determined to avoid a similar outcome with Maxwell. Quote, <laughs> they want to make sure she'll stand trial, the source said, adding that the Bureau of Prisons does not want another, quote, black eye. Wow. Maxwell will be guarded by the prison's highest security available, the source said. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> she'll be shadowed by prison officers every time she leaves her cell. Oh. And a surveillance camera will be trained on her cell, according like the to the two? source. I was yeah. going to say, so the, the highest security measures you have that failed yeah. when Epstein was murdered? Yeah. Tight. Dude. When oh, you, my God. Blake asked me, he was like, you don't think they'd do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. Fuck yeah, they yeah, would. I, was, yeah, I they mean, would. I, was, I was like, honestly, like the first time there are still people, they're like, you know, it's sad. Suicide is sad. And I'm like, Okay. But if you do it a second time, yeah. there's no more. Like, even, what you going to do about there's it? There's not a shadow of a doubt. And there is nothing you can do about it, which is the scary thing. Well, yeah. th- I mean, let's not forget the fucking Contra reporter who 
committed suicide yeah. by shooting him in the back, shooting himself in the back of the head twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you want title on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah. just like, this shit's fucking old hat, bro. Like, yeah. we don't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You gonna tell? We gonna see who gonna tell. <laughs> you gonna tell who? You gonna tell your noose? You think she'll die of COVID? You're going to tell Yoshi? I was going to say she's got COVID, doesn't she? Yeah, you think she'll die of COVID? Oh, I'm, still, built wa- I'm in. still waiting for Weinstein to die of COVID. It's I called that months in. ago. Nah, he'll well, they, he's, he, they got him. Yeah, yeah, they got him. They don't have to kill him now. He's 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 all he's all right. Yeah, though. he's all done. He tattled on anybody he was going to tattle on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was such a piece of shit. I don't think Weinstein yeah. had too many friends. <laughs> like, he was such an asshole. Like, the stories, yeah. like, outside of the rape and sexual assault, like, the way he interacted with people was horrible, See, my, too. my my thing, the first... The first fuck up was that they let the U.S. Marshals turn over custody. Yeah, the U.S. Marshals should have kept the bitch in custody. Like uh, that's what you said about Epstein. Too. Yeah. yeah, like he's the, the, a person like this should not be in jail. Can they keep him in custody? They can, believe it or not, they can make special exceptions. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for due process. I'm all for you know the the semblance of the system at work. Yeah. I'm all for it. But there's some cases where that fails. Well, as soon as you introduce the people who are now in charge of the survival of these like key witnesses who are making like you know between what 18 and 22 dollars an hour ish and it's like those people can be bought and it's probably not that hard for anybody who would want to actually give me a ragtag team of fucking u.s marshals from kentucky though Shit's different. <laughs> Shit is different. I don't know. Because good U.S. Marshals come from Kentucky. But haven't, is, haven't you seen the show Justified? Is, no. shit, <laughs> is shit that different, though? Like, the thing is, well, here's what you do. You find, like, you vet a billionaire. Okay. And you just discover if they have any skeletons in their closet. Like, so it would probably have to be somebody who was pretty recently a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you're like, okay, so you have a bunker, right? And they're like, fucking, of course I do. I'm a billionaire. And you're like, all right, so you're going to keep old... The person of interest. Old, you know, subject zero in your bunker until it's time for the trial. And then we're just going to move the judge and jury into your bunker. And we'll film it. (laughs) Yeah. But no one's allowed inside. What about El Chapo? He's in the same jail. He's fine. Right? Yeah, he's straight. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, well, El Chapo's like, y'all want to kill me? Try True. Also, <laughs> see how to, see how the cartels do. Also, at the same time, <laughs> as powerful as El Chapo is, he didn't hold a candle to Epstein. And in terms yeah, of they connections, got more, he had more money for sure. Epstein, and yeah. re, re, no, no nah. connections. Ep, no, Ep, no, he didn't have more money. Chapo. Oh, so. At this point, money doesn't matter. It's who and what you know. Yeah, yeah. Chapo it's has the little, way more money. It's dude. the little black book. Well, Chapo had a shitload of money, but he also like probably didn't know that much about like I'm sure which had. billionaires were pedophiles or which True. presidents, maybe senators, yep, senators mm. like you know royal family members, yeah. Yikes. college professors, and yeah, all sorts of shit. Yeah, you know? now that's power. That's real power. That's yeah. way that's, that's real worth power. Way, way more, more than, than money. money. Yeah, and, uh, and which is you know why he was murdered. And and Ghislaine Maxwell. Is second in command, as best we know, which means she knows some shit. I mean, the only thing you can do, like Liam had a pretty good plan, but what you have to do is after the first failed attempt, um, you realize uh, that you need help, so you send back a second Terminator to stop (laughs) the new Terminator that's coming. (laughs) And that's how you save John Connor. Connor. So, so... 
as far as I know, if we were AKA to, just if, if we were to search for the legality of like the U.S. Marshals holding her, uh, I think it would be found somewhere between uh, subject is a potential suicide risk and subject is a potential witness. Yeah, while mm-hmm. guilty is also a witness. How did she not enter prison on suicide watch? I don't know. Like, it's and that's the thing too. It's like a a, a prisoner like this is it's just. It's like you should be on lock and key. down. Lock and key. Like you should. Eh. People shouldn't know where you are. Yeah. We shouldn't have any idea. No. Yeah. A special team that handles you until you go to trial <laughs> should know where you are. Because yeah. they can find you. I mean, look at Takashi 69 I mean, yeah. he, get, he gets found out like every other week. They keep <laughs> finding him. Yeah, dude. <laughs> But that, but that would be the le- <laughs> that's like the legal basis for why you could do something like that, and they should have done it with Epstein. Takashi Six Nine is shooting music music videos. Well, he's on the witness protection program. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, come on, Nicki Minaj knows where he is. Yeah, she does. But yeah, it's unreal. Um, so y'all want to go ahead and take guesses if she'll make it to trial? Uh, I was about to say, Blake, aren't you gonna like Nostra Blakeyus it? Yeah, to let us know. Uh, you had a read on that scene. Yeah, I. This is what I think is going to happen with this. She's not going to cooperate, uh-huh. and it's going to go away, and she's going to be in prison, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And what happens after that, I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be the official story. It's going to be she's not cooperative. She's not saying anything. She's looking at fifteen life sentences, and but behind the scenes, some things are going to happen, but they're not going to tell the public. But I think she's already talking. If I was her, I would be. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think she's already. As soon as they were like, oh, we got you, you're like, as soon this, as, is what, this is what happened. As this soon as she happened. busted yeah. in that mansion, she was like, I am ready to cooperate. I need my attorney present. This is our plan B, and I will give you all the information you need. I need you to guarantee my safety. And they're like, well, we got to put you in prison first to make it look like you're not cutting a deal. Yeah. And she's like, okay, okay, that's fine. But really, there's just like... A helium-filled blow-up doll in prison. I just can't believe like, every day that she's in not the Virgin like, Islands somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I just can't believe every day that she's not. Well, this is what I said. Epstein should be doing like every day. Be like, I do not want to kill myself. I love myself. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I really want yeah. to live. I do not want to kill myself. I want yep. to go to trial. I do not want to kill myself. I promise you, I do not want to kill yeah. myself. Like, I'm not suicidal. I'm not suicidal. I can't stress to you how not suicidal I am. Yeah. I mean that. That's personally what I think is. Is it just going to get hush hush? The trial will not be televised. The trial will receive. No attention. If it happens, um, it'll be a farce. I was thinking yeah. it'd get big televised. I did too. I was thinking it'd be like Blake thinks they're gonna brush it under the rug. They're gonna have to. Something's gonna happen to take control. Because uh, the guy who owns CNN is probably guilty. <laughs> bad man. It's bad. You look at all the other networks too that covered up the Epstein story when it was first, Fox. When it was first yeah. breaking. Oh fucking Roger Ailes. Yo. Well, he, they, like, they already got him. There was, yeah, it was AB, I, mean, I think it was ABC and Fox News where well, the two. They didn't send him to prison though. They just took everything from him. Right? Yeah. But he's still a billionaire. Yeah. I but, think he's doing fine. But yeah you had investigative reporters trying to break that story like back in 2009. Yeah. And they just buried it. So it's it's gonna get real. It's gonna get real. No, he's ugly. dead. No, he died. But yeah. I don't think she'll. I don't think she'll see the inside of a courtroom in any meaningful way. But I think a lot of shit behind closed doors or information is gonna get passed around, and it's gonna be used for the same purposes. It's gonna be like a government agency getting, uh, you know, dirt on powerful people and using that dirt to bend them towards purposes. Mm. I think they're. I think they're more interested in what she knows and how our government agencies can use that 
than they are in seeking justice for the immense crimes she's committed. And that's a very cynical way of looking at it, but I honestly think that's what's happening. And that's sad. Uh, last story I want to get to uh, real quick is... Uh, From CNN. You know, Liam loves TikTok. Mm-hmm. But Liam has also said some really rude things about... Mm-hmm. Um, let it out. Senator Mitch McConnell. Let it one, out. One. <laughs> uh, Mike Pompeo. Yep. Um, yeah, for sure. Who, who else? Anyone associated with the Trump administration? <laughs> and Liam, I just want to let you know, they fucking heard you. Yeah. Well, like, I don't have TikTok on my phone because... Because <laughs> he, he protects his data. From yeah, China. I'm not... It's, I, it's like a little bit, an insidious right? super data gathering app. Right. That is very intrusive. So you and Chuck Schumer, excuse me, you and Mitch McConnell agree. Me and Chuck Schumer do agree about a lot of things, but also (laughs) Mitch McConnell is, this is a gimme. Like, like it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's just like a, it's a, yep. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Everybody's on board. It's fine. And honestly, I don't give a fuck if TikTok goes away because something else will just replace it. Read the title. What's up? So this is uh, from CNN.com. The United States is, quote, looking at banning TikTok and other Chinese social media apps, Pompeo says. Liam reads. Like, what if I'm a champion sommelier or, like, imperator sommelier yeah. or, like, grand chancellor right, of Naboo? Right. <laughs> grand wizard sommelier. Well, hold on. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Easy there, Chris. Pompeo was asked by Ingram, two people born without first names, whether the United States should be considering a ban on Chinese social media apps, especially TikTok. Quote, With respect to Chinese apps on people's cell phones, I can assure you that the United States will get this one right too, Laura. He said, Quote, I don't want to get out in front of the president, but it's something we're looking at. Washington's top diplomat added, oh, added that people should only download the app, Quote, if you want your private information in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. Hell yeah. <laughs> Say it like it is, brother. Tell the people. No, no, no. T- TikTok is really, really, really invasive. Like, yeah. it, it downloads all of your data. It downloads, it, like, it, it tracks you. It knows your location. It, like, in, in, it tracks your background data usage. It tracks, like, pretty much everything that you do on your phone. Yeah. It's bad. They're hell of an app developers, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, they use, like, encrypted shit that, like, if we knew what it was, we would probably we would probably be like, I don't fucking like that at all. Yeah, but we don't know what it is. Well, it's probably it's probably <laughs> it's probably like a new form of data mining where they're sending like real time algorithmic data mm-hmm. based on region, location, gender, X, Y, Z. Yeah, and their feet they're like directly feeding this into companies that can take advantage of it immediately. Yeah, which is like a new age thing where it's like you know data mining back in the day it'd be like okay this was over the course of six months this is what we gathered now it's like with we do that now yeah well like all the time with millions and millions of users every day they're like okay this is the past 24 hours yeah and then like liam said it's probably super illegal to do it that way especially when there aren't proper permissions in place or precedents set for what you can and cannot i mean you'd be surprised though i mean people will just people just agree to user agreements true all the time yeah. Well, the other thing about TikTok, though, is it's like, okay, so this is just all your data going to the Chinese, like, as opposed to Apple, you know? Right. Or whoever. Facebook. Yeah, Google. Yeah. It's, um... Which Google laughs, you know, TikTok, TikTok gets taken to court, Google laughs. You yeah. want to know who's got your fucking data? 
Yeah, like we Google got, I'm just going to say that Google got all the receipts, y'all. Oh, like, they've been yeah. at it. And, and when, when they it. drop when they drop that checkbook, bro, yeah. we all go look bad. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no one coming out unscathed when Google drops the receipts. You mean incognito mode wasn't really incognito? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah. Man, fuck Mike Pompeo. I don't give a fuck what he said. Fuck Mike Pompeo. So this has been Tap Snaps. I am your host, Blake Weatherly. Join me every week by. Join me by. <laughs> Liam Couch. Oh, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I get to to say my name now? Yes. Because, you know, you just kind of ran over me at the beginning of the episode. I was so excited to see Chris Casey. Yeah, I know. Even though we see him every damn week. I mean, it's cool to see him. <laughs> I saw you at my birthday party. It was fucking Yeah, yeah we saw yeah. him at a birthday party. And uh, it's Mr. Non-Problematic, if so, Systematic, Eclectic, Maniatic. Bars. <laughs> bars. Trapping yeah. out the hat. Yes. Rabbit with the cat. Yo! Uh, <laughs> Southern motherfucking yeah. Democratic Republicans! Yes. Yeah. Real ass progressive shit. Tarver Peterson. Hey. Chris Casey, hey, spread that thing. Spread and, ra- and rainbow unicorn Nazi, Blake Weatherly. <laughs> Ooh, great. We're going to make that a yeah. thing. Uh, nice. I'm really glad <laughs> you're sticking to this. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't be happier. This is a thing. Anyway, Thank the you. end. <laughs>